It's time for a Bent News Update. When you need to know... Get Bent. I'm Ray Koob. I'm Marcus Coldman. And we were both stunned this week when we heard the news from the Newport Folk Festival. I know. We sent each other news stories at about the same time. Hey, you're not going to believe what happened. Cody, my girlfriend. Sorry. Didn't mean to (laughs) geek out here on the Bent News Update on the Imbalance History of Rock and Roll. Last weekend, it was billed as Brandy Carlisle and Friends, and one of her friends turned out to be Joni Mitchell, who they snuck in and got up on stage. And instead of being a tribute to her at the end with a lot of people joining in, she played a 13-song set, including a lot of the favorites and things that people would want to hear. I'm just blown away by the fact that she and Brandy and everybody at Newport was able to pull this off and kept it as, as hush, yes. hush as it oh is. With today's life cycle being a 24-7 complete news life cycle, it is so hard to keep these secrets secret, and they usually leak out. Great job to everybody. How they got her from her place in the canyon to the stage moment at Newport could be a podcast episode real good so we have to look into that congrats to brandy carlisle and everybody including winona judd who was part of the friends part Joni played songs like both sides now and a case of you big yellow taxi she donned her electric guitar for court and sparks just like this train delighting the crowd at newport who obviously knew they were getting one of those classic treat moments in rock and roll the fact that she shut her set down with a song that we used to sing in elementary school music class that really takes me back is mind-blowing circle game holy cow and that's an echo from her first ever appearance at newport back in 1967 good to see you getting out of the house joni another icon made plans for a surprise appearance and he did a whole set with Nathaniel Rateliff in the uh, Night Sweats. And I'd really love it if I could invite Paul Simon to stage. Yeah, Ray, some of the songs that he played from back in the day include Mother and Child Reunion, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, uh, Slip Sliding Away. They also did a version of El Condor Pasa with uh, the Silk Road Ensemble. Lucas Nelson jumped on with like Homeward Bound and Cecilia with Marcus Mumford. Who was also on stage with Joni. Man, what a day at the Folk Festival. Not every year is an event in rock and roll when they announce the Kennedy Center Honors. But one of our mutual favorites, you too, is getting the honor this year. It's really exciting that they're being recognized for their long career of not only staying together as the original foursome, but putting out consistently solid music and being very active in caring about people, especially those suffering. So... An award like this, pretty high honor. They'll share the stage that night with Tanya Leone, American singer Gladys Knight, Amy Grant, and George Clooney, the most handsome man of the first decade of the century. (laughs) Congrats to the lads from Dublin. 
few weeks ago, Marcus, we did a story about Ozzy Osbourne needing emergency surgery, and I've wondered how he's doing, and I guess this is part of the answer to that question. I guess he's feeling all right when he happened to show up at the legendary San Diego Comic-Con Friday, July 22nd. He's got a comic book related to his upcoming album, Patient number nine, and as the Prince of Darkness, it only makes sense that he makes an appearance at Comic-Con. I just want to be sure Sharon knew he was leaving the house. (laughs) He got his hall pass. Marcus, you posted about a story that really made us both stop and say, What? Are you talking about Harry Potter playing Weird Al? Yeah. What? Is that not wild? But we have to have a Weird Al biopic at some point, and... If you say so, but I think you're right. I really like Daniel Radcliffe. I think he's very talented. I know most people automatically lump him into the Harry Potter role, but he's done a bunch of other roles to prove that he is more than the wizard Harry Potter, including playing the boy in the play Equus. Yeah, I saw it with Tony Perkins at a theater in the round in Philadelphia when it was uh, back in the 80s and stuff. I actually saw it in Denver on that same tour in the round as well, and we had to read it in college, which made me want to go see it, and Daniel Radcliffe taking on a role like that, I believe that he can really do a great job playing Weird Al. He's a fantastic character actor. Like all these biopics, though, Marcus, it'll be a news story for the next two years before it comes out. (laughs) True. I saw this story on The Wire this week, and I really thought we should talk about this. Because it turns out that Rob Halford of Judas Priest and I shared the same kind of reaction when both of us got the news about their induction, so to speak, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think that Halford initially thought they were going in in the performer category and then found out that they were being honored with the Musical Excellence Award. And as he explained to the person he was discussing this with in the article, he was comparing what the Musical Excellence Award was supposed to be about and who it was given to, and that's when he came to the conclusion that that should not be the way that Judas Priest is honored. I 100% concur with his opinion. They are a band who has impacted metal and rock and roll. And for their impact, and because they've impacted the direction of rock and roll moving forward, they should be stalwarts in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sometimes, Marcus, I guess at the end of the day, you just have to smile and say thank you. I don't have to tell you, but rock and roll is real life. We know enough people who work in it or in bands, etc., and know that they deal with stuff every day. And that's why guitarist Steve Morris, after a quarter century in Deep Purple, has left the band officially because his wife has cancer. But Steve wanted everybody to know why. The band made the announcement and really just kind of underlined Morse's sentiment about having to be there for his wife Janine as she battles cancer. Best wishes to everybody there in the Morse family. It is time for an episode update, and Ray, I have a question for you. Oh, shoot. Where is Lodi, Louisiana? It's funny you should ask me, my friend. I was curious the other day, so I looked on Google Maps, and there it is for sure. There's a Lodi, Louisiana. There's a lot of other Lodi's, too, by the way. 
I saw the pinpoint. I kind of moved in on it. And there it is, about halfway between Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and Beaumont, Texas, just north of I-10, Lodi, Louisiana. It's a small town, Marcus. That's all I'm going to say. Very small. I wonder if there's any swampland for sale near it. Don't know about that, but they got a Popeye's. Can I talk to you about the man, Bob Dylan, in the episode that's coming out this Monday on the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll podcast, buddy? Sure. What about Bob Dylan? Oh, I love our conversation about him and the way his music matters to us. After considering so many different ways to approach our first episode about Dylan, the way we did it turned out great. I can't wait to share it with everybody. I've enjoyed listening to it as we get ready for release. Available on every podcast app in the universe. It's the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. The man, Bob Dylan, it's out Monday. And that's going to do it for this episode of Bent News. I'm Ray Coob. I'm Marcus Goldman. When you need to know. Get Bent. Oh! <gasps>